there, dead and lovely listeners and viewers, and welcome to another very special dead and lovely mini-sode here with the host with the most. It's me, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. It's him, Hollywood Steve. Now, we've done a couple of little mini-sode things here in conjunction mm-hmm. with the podcast and the YouTube channel. Usually on the podcast, we go super deep diving. That's big true. old long, two hour long explorations of flicks and stuff. Some of them have reached almost three hours. You don't say. It's crazy. Pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. But here for these mini-sodes, we're just going to cut straight to the straight to the chase here. Yeah. Get straight to the point and tell you guys what we think about some stuff. And today we're going to be talking about the new Netflix craze. The Haunting of Hill House. It's that soap opera, What Has Ghosts in It. Now, I finished this <laughs> last week. When did mm-hmm. you finish it? Yeah, last week. Uh, and I tried rewatching some of it before we did this. Okay. So I've, I've watched some recently. Right on. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell our, our viewers and listeners here, this is going to be chock-a-block full of spoilers. Yeah. Here, so if you haven't seen it, yeah, you probably don't want to move forward if you do want to watch it. And yeah. let's, let's just go ahead and give you a quick review if you don't want spoilers. Real quick, Ben, what do you think? I didn't love it. I did not love it. I thought it was very slow, okay. very soap opera-y. could have been less than half as long, and it would have been better. I think you should watch it. And I'll get into that in the spoiler area. So, herein lies spoilers, but now you know our basic thoughts. Yeah. Now, Steve, I'll tell you what. I watched this going into with pretty large expectations. Me too. Everybody was loving on it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of hype around it and everything. Yeah. People were saying it was like giving them nightmares. It was super scary and yeah, all this. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so I went into it with pretty high expectations. And I gotta say, I think one of the reasons why I didn't like it that much is partially because it ate up so much of my prime Halloween movie watching right. schedule. Yeah. You know, like in the week or two leading up to Halloween... Watch I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah, but mm-hmm. instead I watch like 10 hours of this. Yeah, that is excessive, it seems. Yeah, so yeah. I think that that kind of aids in my resentment of it. It's just okay. the fact that I feel like I missed out on some great Halloween watching. Yeah, um, I would I would uh, say I agree with you that it is too long. It shouldn't be 10 episodes. No. But um, I think every episode is well done well directed well acted uh i don't care much for the child actors Mm -hmm. but the adult actors are great i like mike flanagan yeah i feel like his stuff before he did gerald's game was more in his voice okay and since he's done gerald's game it's in stephen king's voice getting real kingy with it getting real kingy so uh i and again stephen king master of horror for sure sure knows what he's doing yeah I don't particularly love his dialogue, though. Right. And, and this a, definitely has some Yeah, dialogue. it has some kingy dialogue. And I, I think Stephen King's dialogue works well in his novels, though yeah. I, I'm not huge on it, especially mm. if you read it out loud to yourself. You're like, that's not how a person <laughs> that's not talks. how people say stuff. Yeah. No. Um, but this, yeah, this got away from some of Mike Flanagan's earlier stuff where he obviously had his own voice in there. This does seem more Stephen Kingy, which is not my favorite. Now, this is not based on a Stephen King book. It's based nope. on a Shirley Jackson book. Shirley Jackson, who uh, is a master of horror herself. Okay. Um, and who Stephen King, Stephen King has said that this is one of the scariest books he's ever read. Wow. So, it, it is uh, a true like horror classic. Horror. Everyone, yeah. if you if you want to read a good horror book, go check it out. I haven't read it, but I've read portions of it. She's, I've heard it's good. I've read Shirley Jackson, too, and she she's great. Okay. Real good, real economical were their words. 
and, and really, she's really got that ability to make something that is horrific and scary uh, to describe it in a way that makes you feel almost sick. Wow! At okay. the way the narrator is sort of, I, I would say, blasé almost at times. Okay, like, narr- right her narrators can be a bit uh, less invested than the situation seems to call for, which is what kind of brings out more of the horror because you're reading it and it's so sort of plain speak. Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking about it and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, that what happened? Now? Yeah. What now? Yeah. But it's only kind of loosely based on it. I mean, yeah, this is also... loose. It's the same book that very The Haunting loose. on... Uh, yeah, The Hill, Haunting, Haunting of, Hill, of... What was it called? The Haunting of Hill House. Of Hill House, yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the original, this like 60 or something, 70. Yeah, the Haunting as well. Yeah, the original's good. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the I original. have not seen the original. I've heard that. It's awesome, though. It is. Okay. It's really good. Uh, and then, of course, that 1999, The Haunting... Which is a 10. <laughs> Is a, a, a terrible turd. It's not turd. good. It's, it's very a terrible bad. piece of shit. <laughs> Yon Debont. Don't make movies. But yeah, that, that one was bad. But this, yeah, this doesn't take the same route of people going and staying in a haunted house to yeah. sort of investigate it. Yeah, this is a family that has lived and grown up yeah. in this haunted house. And they were not investigating. And the movie kind of, or, or sorry, that's not a movie. The series kind of tells mm-hmm. two storylines of the family and the kids when they were young and living in the house, and then the other storyline is them as adults kind of dealing yes. with the the consequences. And so you kind of get to know the characters super in-depth because you've known them as they were kids, you've known yeah. them as they were adults, so it does flesh out the characters very well. And there's there's some cool characters in this, i got to say. Yeah, and it also gives us that thing where we see them in adulthood and yeah. childhood like simultaneously. So you you get to see how they become different as children but then also there's still that gap where you're like wait how did how did uh Cheryl go from that you know little girl that was wondering what was in the red room and stuff yeah to this real sort of I would say hard sure she's, she's like she she tries to Kinda push people off. out yeah, and cut, up, yeah like yeah, yeah she's walled up uh, and how you know how did Luke go from this cute little curious kid to a drug addict? And sure. Yeah, it's that is interesting. It's a cool juxtaposition. And there's some, like you said, there's some gaps where everything isn't necessarily spilled right. you know, spelled out to you. But yes. I, I like that. I think it seems logical. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that like that's, characters progress. I mean, that's the way that the ten episodes progress is by slowly revealing to you what ha- like because yeah. we do see what happens the night like there's the major night where yeah, yeah. the mother kills herself and tries to kill two of the kids uh-huh. and, and a, a third child who's a child of their the caretakers the caretakers of the, kid. yeah yeah we don't see all of that all we see basically is the kids getting rushed out to the car and right. driven away and then slowly it reveals like What's going on with the kids? What was going on in the house? And what happened that night? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, that would work, I think, better over four episodes than yeah, ten. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like, okay, we've got how many kids? Six kids? Oh, hold on. They're the twins. Uh, uh, Theo, Cheryl, Cheryl and Steven. Steven. So five. Five kids? Yeah. Uh-huh. So we pretty much had entire episodes devoted to each yes. kid and then each parent basically yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then just kind of some general episodes with everybody all right. together and stuff and i get what they were going for with that but and alive that's a lot of episodes to devote when you got that many it kids it is a lot and i 
I mean, I appreciate what Mike Flanagan was going for here, which is a real in-depth psychological yeah. study of, of each of the family members. Totally, yeah, yeah. But I, I, get it. I think you could have weaved it together, maybe have the episode dedicated to two people. Yeah, specifically yeah. Give me like, like an episode about the twins. An episode about the twins. That Perfect. would work well. An episode about the two older kids. I uh-huh. think Theo kind of does deserve her own episode because she has a power, basically, yeah, yeah. that not everyone else has. Sure. Though everybody does seem to have their own tendency towards the supernatural. They do, yeah. Um, Theo's seems to be the most intense. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah. yeah, I just think that it just spent so much time with every character. And don't get me wrong, I'm a fan of, of a slow burn. I'm a yeah. fan of a lot of you know good character development and right. stuff like that. A lot of my favorite horror flicks are slow going yeah but they're still movies. an hour and a half or two hours yeah exactly <laughs> this not, is 10 they're not 10 this is yeah. fucking 10 hours right. long man yeah i'm with you i wish they would have economized and maybe cut down on some of the extremely long monologues yeah in order to streamline this thing those monologues dude they just they did get, not yeah. fucking stop they don't they just keep going like they keep each having a time where they get to say their truth. Yeah, and exactly. It's a little unnatural, but I Absolutely. guess it, I guess honestly when families are in situations like say a member of your family kills themselves and you mm-hmm. all get together, maybe you do have moments where you're just saying your truth out loud because you're trying to process what happened, but Sure. But come on, everybody has a monologue. It seems a bit excessive. There was times even like in the finale episode where it ends with just like that huge, huge monologue Uh that just goes on forever. Forever. And I seriously was sitting there going, get on with it. Uh Move on. Yeah, please. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Some of those monologues and stuff just really Mm -hmm. killed me. But again, that's very Stephen King-ish. So if the writers were going for that... Well, then they nailed it. Uh, and I think that's why a lot of people really love this. Because a yeah. lot of people really love Stephen King. They do. And they don't have the problem that we have with his dialogue. Sure, like They don't see a problem with that. Yeah. That's fine. Totally. Uh, it's great that people love these things. But yeah, for me, it, it does... It doesn't... It just doesn't ring true. Yeah. And, I, and I want... In a supernatural, paranormal setting, I need something to ground me. Yeah. And... The dialogue's not helping. <laughs> the I hear dialogue that, is making it seem more and more like this is okay, they're acting. Yep. This is not real. Now, on the subject of the actors and the child casting and the adult casting right. stuff, what do you think about the casting and just the general acting and stuff it's everybody great. did? Yeah, uh, Elizabeth Reacher, who plays Cheryl, she was in uh, Mike Flanagan's Ouija Origins of Evil, which is okay. worth watching for I sure. I know her from The Family Stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. So She's good. really good. Um, uh, Michael Hussman. Hussman? Yeah. H-U-I-S. <laughs> the guy who plays Steven. Okay. Uh, great voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know, dude's right? voice is awesome. So, yeah, it's great that he does a lot of that like voiceover stuff where it's yeah. like the opening... Uh, reading stuff oh that's yeah, all very good. from the original novel right yeah yeah, yeah. And, right. and i will say too you know one of those things that's so hard and it's something that they're gonna have to deal with with you know the it part two right remake coming up is like casting they just those. finished that but they really yeah just wrapped on it Ooh, uh-huh. i hope it's good uh, me too have they released a full cast yet yeah bill Hader uh, is the is no shit the, yeah uh, they yeah is the he playing full cast wolfard's is, part yeah uh-huh. Sick. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm on board for that. Yeah, I, I got to go later. online and look at that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the challenge is when you got these charismatic kid actors finding adults who can play them that 
for one, can follow them up, mm-hmm. and then two, look like them too. Right. And I'll say one of the things that this thing nailed the most is I really do feel like all of those kids could have come from the genetic line of those two parents. Like yes. most of the daughters look like the mom. Like they really all <laughs> they, really they, they could be related. And yeah. then the the kid versions mm-hmm. of the sons and daughters look like they could be their kids. Right. It's extremely believable, mm-hmm. especially like young Theo and old Theo. Yes. It's same with Luke, like young Luke and old Luke. They, like, so they look like, yeah. like father and son. Did a really good job. But you were saying you have a hard time telling most of them apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> At first, those first two episodes, I was like, who are all these people? Yeah, like, it's a bunch of white girls with brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of Beckys floating so, around there. Uh, um, Theodora, the actress who plays Theodora, and I have forgotten her name, and I feel like shit should have written it down. She's because awesome. She is She's probably so the good. best on the show. She is great, and yeah. she was amazing in Hush. Like she is Mike Flanagan's wife. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, and you can tell Mike Flanagan's type. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, he did a great job casting all these women who look similar, but yeah. he's cast these women in other things before because <laughs> he's got. They've he's, all worked together. He's got before, a type. Right? Um, Carly cool. Gugino was in Gerald's Game. Okay, uh, and you know Elizabeth Reese, I said, was in We Jordan's of Evil, and uh, his wife was in Hush. Like. He he's working with a lot of people he's worked with before. Yeah, but he definitely has a type with women. And I, by the way, agree. There you go. <laughs> I can't really think of much I have to complain about as far as like the acting from the adults no. or the kids. I think the kids. The kids did. I didn't like. Okay, I what didn't you like about? I, them? I, I thought just, they did they fine. Seemed unnatural to me. But maybe yeah. like, I I mean the older kids, the kids that played Charles and, and Stephen, are good, and the uh, the girl who played Theodore. But the kids who played the twins are so young. And they just don't seem to get the lines out hmm. in a natural way. Yeah. Though I, I think the kid that plays Luke uh, sometimes seems more natural by being unnatural because that's how kids talk sometimes. That's what I thought about it too. Yeah. Like he reminded me of like well a kid that I knew when I was a kid. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. It was like the little okay, girl who plays right. Nell's not great, but she's so cute. <laughs> Okay, yeah, she wasn't fantastic. Yeah. I didn't think the older version of the dad was that great. No. He was almost like silly catatonic, like, yeah. oh, I'm talking to myself. Yeah, it was, a little, it was a little over the top. Yeah. Maybe. And I'll say, too, one thing about the family, and again, the, the kids versus the adult versions and mm-hmm. stuff, I like that not only is this a, a story about haunting by ghosts and mm-hmm. stuff, obviously, but it's also a story of being haunted by tragedy and having a messed Mental up childhood. Illness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how that Perhaps. can manifest itself in other problems later in life. I mean, we've got the the whole drug addict story. Yes. We've got, like you said, Cheryl having walls built up around her and stuff like right. this. I like how it's Nell's not... obviously dealing with depression. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. In a, in a big old bad big, way. Big bad way, yeah. And I like how that's all the result of them being haunted by their childhood. It's not like they're just haunted by ghosts in this house. Right. They're haunted by the events that happened when they were kids. And I think yeah. that's a really cool way that, that everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not just supernatural spooks. Yeah. No, I, I think this does have a great family drama in at the center of it. Yeah. That, um, like anybody, any a grown adult, I mean, you don't even have to be an adult to recognize... That's family. Like, oh, yeah. That's they, real they family life. They do a great life. job of playing that family dynamic yep. and stuff. Even to the point of when, like, 
uh, you know, when like Luke has gone missing and stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's this shit again." Like, yeah. you really get the impression that they've been through this stuff. Yeah, with if him you've ever had times. an addict in your family, you know. Yeah. Yep, and it's, that's exactly like, that's exactly how it plays out. Everybody's just like, "I figured this is gonna." Yeah, happen. Yeah, because like the first couple times, you're like, yeah. "Oh no, what's happened? Oh no!" And you get so invested, and then it's just like, "Oh well, he was it's off shit again, doing heroin somewhere or something." Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Now, what about the ghosts themselves? How do you think oh, yeah. they look? Do you think they were scary? What do you think? I think it was great. I, th- I think uh, all of the parts that are supposed to be horror are A1. Okay. Number one plus super duper. Like, Gold I really star. love the way that they did the, the the guy with the bowler hat. Yeah, I, I loved how he, how he floated. Yeah. But it wasn't like air swimming floating it was no. just like a couple inches off the floor yep. i liked just him floating slightly around. hovering i don't know if i liked it when it showed him and he was all like super tall yeah, it just looks very weird. cgi it was a little weird yeah yeah but it's still uh, it was a cool design cool character design what about I that mean, bent neck lady who buddy uh pretty cool that was real scary and then became very tragic yeah i know yeah I know. after it, you find out that it's it's nell and that the the ghosts apparently aren't aren't attached to time they that's a cool tra- idea too that is a cool like idea that. Yeah. i like too that you know she's basically being haunted by her future by her future yeah. yeah that she is going to execute herself yeah i think that that's pretty pretty warped well and i mean up. that that is uh, that's why i think specifically that her her storyline is really about mental illness and depression. Now, yeah. I do believe that the ghosts are there. Sure. I don't think there's any reason to doubt that. The yeah. ghosts are actually there. But it's I not think, a shining issue. In other yeah, words. it's yeah. not a shining issue. It's it's definitely not just madness. Um But I, I think that Nell Nell's story is that she began experiencing depression as a child and yeah. it just got worse. And that episode Gosh, it's good. So good. That's one of the better ones of the series. Yeah. I will say, I pretty well enjoyed five and that six. One. I think are the two best episodes for sure. Definitely, and and I'll say too on the subject of some of the scares and stuff. There were a few that I thought were good. I really liked when was it young Luke was down in the basement. Oh God! And that thing came crawling at him. That, that was, was like that was cool. Uh-huh. I think it's in maybe episode two. Yeah, that's episode. That's early on episode two. Yeah. yeah. And when it got to that point, I was like, okay, this thing's got some yeah. chops. I was like, okay, it's gonna satisfy my urge to be mm-hmm. frightened mm-hmm. by film. And then there there weren't too many after that that really spooked me. That really, really got me. Yeah. Even were, when like uh, when Cheryl and uh, Theo were driving to the house, and then. Nell's Man, ghost. I didn't, no. You didn't. No, I didn't at all. I know okay. a lot of people damn peed themselves never got to yeah. that part, but I am so tired. Of jump scares? Well, and not only that, but specifically when a ghost appears and screams. Yeah. Why would that happen? But, I'm just tired of that scare. It's just been done to <laughs> damn death. So. Man, it got me. It did. Yeah. It got me. It, it actually had me like, because uh, I, I take my dog on walks yeah. in our completely dark yard at night. It had me a little bit of like running back to the door. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh shit, what the fuck's <laughs> behind me? Uh-huh. I know what you mean, though. And, and like I said, the horror elements, whenever they're being done, are pretty good. Uh-huh. I found them, I found them so few and far and in between. Man, it's true. They're not enough. Yeah, no, that's it, that is an issue. I think. And yeah. I could also, I could be my own devil's advocate right here and be like, well, the fact that it's not covered in them makes it more scary when something actually happens. It does. I understand. But my God, most of the time, like ninety-five percent of this, you could just feel like you're watching a soap opera. That's true. You know. Yeah. It's a soap opera with some ghosts in it. That's, that's it. 
to me. That is very true. We should talk about the fact that Mike Flanagan wrote, directed, and edited all 10 episodes. Seriously? Yep. Even all the editing, too? All the editing. That's pretty impressive. That's very impressive. That's unheard of, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's like making a 10-hour movie. <laughs> Writing a 10-hour movie. <laughs> directing and it and then movie. editing it like good god man um elizabeth reeser said he lost 40 pounds holy cow seriously it. yeah because he was just so busy didn't even have time to is eat. that gonna be the new like hollywood fad diet <laughs> like make a 10 hour long netflix yeah. series and do it all yourself yeah watch the pounds just melt away <laughs> god dude that's intense that's, it is that's intense. a lot of devotion yeah which is cool and there's there's some good cinematography and stuff in there mm-hmm. there's some pretty cool camera shots uh, things are shown in some cool ways. A lot of times, though, like especially towards the end, the house just gets that typical post-millennial, everything's this blue-green, dirty, teal color. Yeah, It's always that. I'm, yeah. And again, I'm just so tired of that. It is, it is a little overdone. The it's ring, a lot overdone. The ring kind of started it. Yeah, ni- that was 99. Yeah, and for some or reason, 2000. people are still like, you know what's creepy? That dirty teal kind of aesthetic. Saw did it, too. You Saw know? did it. Yeah, a Just lot of movies have done A lot of horror movies have done it since. Yeah, yeah. it's it's overdone. For I sure. know, well, especially when you consider that most of like the actual scariest movies of all time never look like that no ever like, no it never looks like that in texas chainsaw it naturalistic never looks like that light is scarier than yeah because yeah. you feel you feel like you could be immersed in you it like and you're there yeah exactly nothing looks like that blue green no i've never been in the teal zone <laughs> you know it's like a mario 64 level i'm pretty the sure <laughs> now you mentioned episodes five and six specifically yeah. which one was five five is the one where nell kills her okay the bit well well the ghost kills her or whatever yeah 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 the ghost kills her i i feel like that's what happens despite the fact that she is depressed and yeah, probably yeah. would commit suicide uh-huh i don't know i there at the end it seemed like maybe she she wanted to live mm-hmm. it's kind of a reverse courtney love kurt cobain scenario <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's exactly like that courtney love had him killed yeah but he also said many times he wanted to die he did yeah well i don't know Strangest favor of the year award goes to hey, Courtney listen, Love. They, <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory I can get behind. Just so you know, I've read oh, a ton about it. Oh, I watched too, a documentary on it, and it's stuff. just like she did it. <laughs> yeah, she did it. And episode six was the one with uh, all the really long shots. Yeah, and I will say that's again, the one where I was very impressed. It, we get the whole family together for the first time. Right. Yeah, uh, as adults, and they. They're there for Nell's funeral, yeah. and they're all basically just dealing with the grief and telling stories and p- having fights. Yeah, and it's just what happens. Yeah, pretty of, realistic for yeah. a fucked up family who's experienced a real big tragedy. Yeah, that gets together. Of course, one of them's gonna get hammered and say the wrong things, mm-hmm. and everybody else is gonna be having these arguments between them and yeah. stuff. That was well done, and we were sitting there watching that episode, and I think it was about. It was probably about 10 or 15 minutes in. And I turned to Kate and I'm like, man, this has been a long shot. And then I, it got me fascinated. I was like, how long uh-huh. does this shot go? Because I, I kept waiting for somebody to, you know, walk in front of the camera. And it's like, right. okay, that was the end. That was a cut right there. Right. But that whole episode is basically several extremely long shots. I think the one longest of like shot 17. is 17 minutes. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yeah. To be an ensemble cast and be dealing with cameras that are moving around and stuff uh-huh. and act for 17 minutes straight. Yeah. I wonder how many fucking takes they did on that. 
that's highly, highly yeah. impressive. And it kind of well, reminds me of like Rope by Edward Hitchcock. Right. That's okay. Edward Hitchcock. Alfred Edward. Hitchcock. <laughs> Edward Hitchcock. We all remember Edward <laughs> Hitchcock. Mike Flanagan said that all of the camera movements were written into the original script. So it so was he like had it already out. plotted out before wow. they even got to production. Which, you know, again, you, you're telling me that he wrote, edited all this Directed stuff together. It. I mean, he had a very full vision mm-hmm. of what this is going to look like. He knew exactly like. what he wanted. That's impressive. He that didn't just leave it to the camera impressive. guys and go, make it look cool. Yeah. So that is cool. I mean, his upcoming project, Dr. Sleep, is the sequel to The Shining. Oh, he's doing that? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so I, I'm i interested to see what he does. Because, like, I, I think... I'd like. I hope he does do another TV series or yeah. something similar to this. If, if they want to do, you know, a different season of this where it's a different haunting, I'd be interested yeah, I in that. Yeah, they're gonna do something like that. But I, I really love uh, him in a, a two-hour format better than this. I, I think, think that that would be much better. I think mm-hmm. that would be much better because really, my main complaints about this whole series are again the, the, the pacing, and then too, I even think that. You know, the way I was saying earlier, like, it really gives you a lot of deep dive into each of the characters and stuff, which in a way is cool, but in a way, it's also showing the filmmakers lack of faith in the audience that they'd be able to connect with these characters given a shorter time span. Yeah. It's like, we really need to spend hours and hours with this guy to figure out he's an addict that's struggling. No, you don't. It's you really not, don't. Yeah, it's not hard to connect with them pretty no. quickly. Yeah. You pretty easily learn who they are and, you know, what what they're all about exactly. within the first couple of episodes. Somebody out there could make an edit of this Sure. that's like half as long, uh-huh. easily. I would watch that. What's your main complaint? You said you had something about the, the ending and the dad. Yeah, okay, so this movie kind... Or this show kind of hinges on the fact yeah that the dad doesn't just tell the kids hey the house was haunted yeah your mother mother's spirit's still there you probably don't want to go to see her because the house will drive you insane yeah those are good details to know yeah if he had just said those things none of this would have happened yeah because what happens is uh steven needs something to write about that will make him money People are offering him money to tell the story yeah. of his haunted house he grew up in or lived in for two weeks. Yeah. Um, he writes the story. All the family members get mad at him and then basically go their separate ways. And this is Nell, you know, aside from her husband's death, yeah. it's being separated from her family that drives her to the house mm-hmm. with, I feel like the intent of maybe dying. Maybe. But definitely going to the house thinking there's no one else in the world here for me. Yeah. I'll go to the house. Maybe I feel some connection there. That wouldn't have happened. None of that would have right. happened if from the beginning the dad had been like, listen, you guys, gr- you lived in a haunted house. There were <laughs> yeah. definitely ghosts there. <laughs> Steven, they, it's real. Yeah. And everybody could have just been like, oh, okay. And then dealt with that information and processed it instead of, it becoming this huge family argument and not really understanding what happened that night. Right. Like, he's just holding this secret for no reason. To, to push the storyline, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. just to push the storyline, which, like, come on. Right. He could have... They could have just said that, like, you know, growing up, their dad always said it was haunted and this is what happened, but I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. 
that would have worked just fine. Yeah. If at the end it what didn't really just come down to the fact that the dad didn't tell he them. He just didn't tell them. Yeah. And just kind of disappeared. I didn't really get what happened there. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, considering he just all the time. after and, they were kids. Yeah. Considering all the time we spent filling in the gaps with everybody else. Mm-hmm. With the dad, it's just like, ah, he was gone. Yeah. Then he we came We were raised back. by my aunt. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I, I don't know a, about that. I was a little perturbed by the convenience of that. Yeah. But, again, I mean, that that is an issue that could have been fixed but maybe people like it that way. Maybe it's a lot well, of people and, like and, and for secrets to be there. I was going to say, and maybe that's the whole point. I mean, maybe the whole point is for you to watch this and go, man, if he just would have talked to his kids, he could have worked on yeah. this. Yeah, overall, I would say the ending, I think, was pretty weak. It was. And that seems to be kind of across the board. I think a lot of people thought the ending was just kind of yeah. lame because there's so much buildup and things were getting like nice and dark and menacing. Right. And then it just really ends pretty soft, Very pretty soft. lovey-dovey. Yeah, just like families forever. Yeah, exactly, which I didn't really like. I did like all the hidden ghosts and stuff. Yeah, there were a ton of them. That was pretty cool. Yeah, going back, I, I watched the first three episodes. Like After I finished it, I, I kind of went back and, and watched. Yeah. And that it doesn't prove them, by the way. Okay. It makes those first two episodes way better when you know everything that's going on. All right, that's good. Uh, but yeah, you'll not- you notice them almost immediately because you, you're not looking at the focal point anymore you're like okay so what did i miss and it's like oh there's there's a ghost oh there's a ghost yeah oh there's a ghost like there's so many ghosts for me so many yeah they're all over the place yeah overall there were things about this that i definitely liked that i Mm -hmm. thought were well done i mean i can't really say any of it was badly done other than you know again some of those monologues and It just wasn't my, you know, my flavor of horror as right. far as some of the scary stuff goes. I wasn't you like super great. impressed by that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not watermelon. No, no, no. None of that. None of that. So there were some things in there that were really well done. I, I do think that this movie, which is something that we talked about on our, our Veronica episode. Right. I wonder if this series has some fake hype that's been built in. Because, like, did you look on any of the uh, IMDb reviews of this? No. Dude, go through... And it's either tens or like twos. Mm, and that's pretty common for well, stuff, though. But get this: so okay. many of the ones that start off that are like tens, mm-hmm. go through and count how many start with. No, I've never written an IMDb review in my life, but oh no, I never write reviews. But yeah, I just that, had to tell you about that this. Seems fake. Yeah, it seems like there's that type there's of shit happens all the time, though. I mean, Netflix yeah. is definitely, I think, on the forefront of bullshit review yeah totally and and bullshit hype yeah absolutely so and but i just I, I can't think people I can't. really are watching this it's not like veronica yeah. where it was like yeah well, check out our veronica episode where i deep dove into who was actually calling it the scariest <laughs> horror movie and spoiler alert it was nobody spoiler alert fake news fake news it's fake news but like yeah it, the thing is though veronica didn't deliver on any of that and no. basically what people the hype of this was it's a pretty good show and yeah it is it <laughs> like, is yeah it's a pretty good show i think if i'm gonna rate this thing on a scale of one to ten mm-hmm. i think i'll probably go uh uh four and a half four and a half four and a half i oh. i will one day probably watch it again 
Okay. I'll put it that way. It's not one of those things that I'll be like, I'll never waste my time with that again. Mm-hmm. I might watch it again someday. I would favorably um, compare it to the first season of American Horror Story, which is, I think, the best season. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty accurate comparison. Yeah. yeah and the my American Horror Story also had a some ending issues. Absolutely. That first season, for yeah. sure. But, um... I don't know. I yeah. I I think you're right that it's somewhere in the middle ground. It's not. It's not an eight or a nine no. for sure. But I think. I think it's. I think it's pretty great. Like in in what it is. Okay. It's a family drama with some paranormal activity. Which I'll give it credit. That's kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just straight horror. No. It's yeah. It's got a lot of drama to it. Yeah. And it deals with emotions and things. Um, I think for me this is a this is a six a six yeah I can't knock you for that I can't yeah knock I would that. say definitely worth the watch yeah um you know you're not gonna regret it probably some people might some people might like you be yeah. like I wasted ten hours of my life when this could have been shorter yeah but it it's it's got enough scares and enough like actual good storytelling. To, to be worth watching, I think. Right on, man. Well, you guys be sure to let us know in the comments below all right. what you all thought about The Haunting what of Hill House, Haunting it? Hill Haunted. I would be curious to see what you guys thought about it because I definitely seem to be in the minority. It seems like most everybody else yeah. has really loved this thing. People love it, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm just kind of the crabby old man yelling at a cloud here. So, I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Be sure to like this video and subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on a podcast app, be sure to write us a review and subscribe. Makes a world of difference to us. It's true. Where can they find us on them social media, At Steve? Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, We have indeed. a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast Group. We do. And you can email us at deadandlovelypod at gmail.com. Boom shakalaka. He's on fire. Thank you guys so much for watching. From downtown. You all have been lovely. We've been dead? I think so. Maybe we were ghosts the whole time. We were dead. Bye. Bye.